Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Shredding the Gnar. On this episode, I speak to Cape Town-based artist, surfer, humanitarian, conservationist, Marty Lund. Marty and I also catch up about the recent board auction at the Wavescape Surf Film and Art Festival that was held at the Jack Black's Taproom. Marty's board sold for a whopping 115,000 rand. He painted uh, Sir David Attenborough. Uh, we talk about this, his uh, latest endeavors with the art club. Thanks again to my sponsors, C6 Threads, to Lifestyle Surf Shop, and also my associates over at Wavescape. Let's jump straight into this episode with Marty Lund. So here we are in Lifestyle Surf Shop. A big thanks to Lifestyle, big thanks to Seasick Threads, as well as my associates over at Wavescape. I'm sitting with none other than, I'd have to say, a friend of mine, Marty Lund. Hey, Marty. How's it? How's it, bro? Good like to see that. you. And it's it's quite amazing because uh, this morning we come off the back of, and excuse if you see Marty's hair is still standing on end, we come off the back of a... Uh, a phenomenal evening with the Wavescape Artboard Auction, which was held last night at the Jack Black's Tap Room, where Marty's board sold for a record 115,000 Rand. Dude, how are you feeling about that? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel like I've, uh, I, had, I had an adrenal burst last night and I'm, I'm feeling a bit tired, to be mm. honest. Mm. <laughs> feeling like, uh, you know, what goes up must come down. Exactly. Quite chilled, but good. Good for a chat, you know. Massive dopamine hit, and then a big drain as you wake up and realize that, uh, wow, what, what, what actually happened there? And the beautiful thing about it is, is that all the money that was raised, over 700,000 Rand, and that equates to around about four to 500,000, no, what, in dollars, three to 400,000 US dollars that have been raised, goes to supporting the nonprofit organization that Wavescape's involved in, like the Nine Miles Project, Protect the West Coast, um, Ocean Pledge, uh, the Beach Co-op, to name but a few that are going to benefit from artists like Marty being willing to give up his time. And we're going to talk about time because it really did take a lot of time, particularly with Marty's board, which was a portrait of Sir David Attenborough, the iconic, iconic philanthropist, um, conservation guru, uh, he needs no introduction. Marty, why did you choose? I mean, I know this is probably a stupid question, but for you personally, why did you choose Sir David Attenborough? I think we, Shani and I came up with it. Um, she kind of put it forward. She was like, do you want to do the board, but also do you want to do David Attenborough? And I was like, well, that's great. I'm, I'm honestly, sometimes as a painter, it's really great to get a, a brief. Uh -huh. It's really... A lot of the, the challenge of painting is often trying to convey broader ideas through singular or multiple um, canvases. Yeah. And sometimes when you get a surfboard, it's within this context. As a surfer and an artist, the Wavescape auction is the creme de la creme of, of uh, something that you want to be a part of. So yeah, just... Yeah. We just, uh, she kind of put it forward and I was just thinking, this is great. And like, go all in, you know? Mm. I, if, if, if I look at my history as a painter, I studied realism. Like I wanted to paint in a naturalistic way. 
you know, influenced by, you know, kind of Rembrandt and Caravaggio and all that okay. kind of, like the, like, like a, you know, using beautiful light, photographing things, you know, this classic, like, you know, Caravaggio, like black backgrounds with like mm -hmm. a candle lit, but like very highly resolved. And I wanted to do that. And I haven't given myself the space to do that in a long time, to like really go all in. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this is perfect. Mm. And like, what a stage, you know? Mm. What a cool spot to put it in. Yeah, I mean, you, sh you got to really showcase your talent. You got to showcase everything that you say you've kind of been schooled in, essentially. And this was, you viewed this as kind of your moment to, to bring all those skill sets together into one piece. And that you certainly did. Um, what else would you like to tell us about, before we get into the art board and, and David Attenborough and how it all happened, what else would you like to tell us about your history and also the current projects that you're busy with? Yeah, so, um, sure. Let's go back. That's a big one. Let's go back. Not too far back. Not too far and back. And let's keep the history so sort when of I was under born. five minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I... Yeah, where were you born? Cape Town. Cape Town. Yeah. Cape Town boy. Pinelands, eh? Pinelands. Through through. There we go. Landlocked Pinelands turned salty sea dog. Home of the, the elderly and rebellious teenagers, of which I was the latter. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, surfing and skateboarding, first and foremost, from, a, from, an, from primary school. Yeah. Started surfing at the beginning of... At the beginning of high school and then yeah i kind of discovered painting i you know i i was quite a small oak yeah <laughs> at school like yeah. i was very small i can relate and i, I was yeah. also small yeah it's, it's teased a lot like a, yeah yeah lots, lots of bullying and all that crap um but you know i i kind of found solace in the art department i went to rondebosch boys i had a, an amazing art teacher an amazing design teacher uh and yeah just kind of i just it was like where the weird kids went, you know, and I didn't really fit the ragabugger uh, profile. Yep. And I found um, eventually when you drop that guard of being like the, 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 the kind of hegemonic, you know, masculine vibe at, at like an all boys school, you go find yourself in the art department, you find yourself catching trains to... Cork Bay to go surf um, and Musenberg, obviously. And then all of a sudden you're like looking out the window, the trains and there's graffiti on the walls. And that was my first exposure to graffiti. And then, yeah, I started painting at school. Also, wasn't like particularly good at it. Eh? Okay. And, and that, was, that was quite interesting, especially because I've been teaching at high schools for the last few years. Sharing that story with my, with my students, I think that was the thing that really kind of blew their mind that I said to them I was like you know I was bang average at school for art okay at everything really really yeah. you know and then and then after school kind of like you know it's that intersection of you're too you're too young to be making life choices really mm -hmm. you know you're, you're uninformed you, you, you don't know much about anything when you're 18 and then all of a sudden you're gonna make this life choice and I was like well I like painting's going well let me go with that so I went to Rhodes, studied painting, kept surfing at Port Alfred, the East Beach, what a wave. Mm -hmm. Couple couple hitchhiking missions to J Bay. Sure. Um, more a couple more than a couple. And uh, yeah, I just really 
I kind of found my found my groove in in painting and you know we'd get sculpture projects and I'd just take the sculpture project and turn it into a painting project. I'd sculpt something and then paint it. You know everything just became about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after university, I got lucky. I got a, a ten painting commission for a wonderful woman called Natalie, and she just she just set me up. And I went to Canada, hitchhiked across Canada, and that's when I started painting walls. So, yeah, yeah approaching backpackers, murals. coffee shops. Yeah, murals. Big murals. Small murals, more like little backpacker murals, you know, so that, like a so little three by two meter wall. Okay, that so that exposure thing. in Cork Bay as a lighty, as a, as a youngster, it was implanted subliminally, mm-hmm. at, you know, and it obviously started like coming out when you were traveling because yeah. you wanted to start like putting what you saw as a, as a youngster into, into action and into life. Yeah, well, in a way, it was less philosophical and more yeah. pragmatic. It was like this practical application of like, I can paint, and I get these people want paintings, and they can like feed me and have a bed for me, and I'm literally hitchhiking across a first world country where you like, it's like the land of abundance. Yeah. There's not like no safety issues. There's no, yes. like, there's very little complexity, actually. You just, yep. you can just thrive, you know, you just like, and as a wily young South African who's got like, you know, not too many qualms or hang-ups. You kind of just like let's get involved. And a bunch load of street cred, <laughs> or street <laughs> streetwise, streetwise. Yeah, streetwise, <laughs> yeah. very streetwise. Yeah. Good hustler, yes. you know. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta make these things happen. Um, so, yeah. Then then, you know, the, I think the crucial thing is that I I didn't come through graffiti, whereas all the people I met who paint walls and still come from graffiti. Right, mm-hmm. save one or two. Um, so when I came back to South Africa after being away for two years, missioning Mexico and Central America, painting lots of walls, some I'd, yo, some of them I didn't even document. It was like, you know, um, and I came back and then and then I started painting murals for restaurants. I painted my first one at Jamaica Me Crazy. Okay. Um, and I struggled to get any sense of momentum in the way that uh, was within the, the scene, because I came from this, like the graffiti wall painting scene is in Cape Town is very much like Cape, uh, Cape Flats, uh, hip hop, um, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a more tied into like the, you know, the five pillars of hip hop and the break dancing and uh, MCing and all of that. And I came from like rock and roll, punk, surf, surfing, mm-hmm. skateboard art, yeah. that kind of thing, and then studied painting. Yeah. Um, and so it was a completely different approach. And in a way, that's, as you realize with time, that being different is a good thing, not a bad thing. But at the, t- at the time when I came back, I was like, you know, how am I going to have a conversation with Mac One and Falco mm. and all of these guys who I found incredibly intimidating at the time? Um, but yeah, I just kind of kept doing it, eh? And like slowly but surely, have like created a really good rapport with most of the most of the artists. And you know, the people I paint with paint with a can, and I paint with a brush, and. Mm. Mm break down images and things and sketches in different ways and we have our different approaches but they come together yeah and they work yeah yeah interesting yeah there's a few i mean all marty's links are going to be down below but if you travel around cape town i mean he's 
He's done multiple um, sort of murals, activations, artworks where he's collaborated with the likes of, you know, he made he made mention of a few names, but I think of Awe Migo, yeah, who you've collaborated with, um, who's an amazing street artist, Often. to name but a few. And so you kind of just quietly built up your portfolio over time, mm. gained that experience, and you know, as a as a, a surfer to a new break, kind of like just waits his turn if he has the etiquette and understands surfing and Great eventually analogy. you you get that opportunity and um because you you know built up your portfolio and experience wow they look at it and they go respect and mm. uh, you, you get up and you stand up on the wave and you ride and they say okay you can have another one yeah and then you slowly you make your way and, and we use these surfing analogies because we surf because we've grown up skateboarding that's cool and then from there you've kind of segued into um I mean, you've done a few. You've done a few um, collaborations, even with some surfers. I think you know, and now with with the artboard with Wavescape. Mm. But you've kind of taken a, an even bigger step recently by creating a community-driven art course. You, you, you can elaborate on this, but it's called Art Club, right? Mm. With, a K. with a K. And again, the links are going like to be Africa done. Like Africa Burn with a K. Like Africa Burn with a K. <laughs> and uh, all the links for Art Club are going to be down below, where you can actually go and have fun through art with Marty Lund. <laughs> Thanks, man. Tell, yeah. him, tell him about it. Uh, yeah, so Art Club came from teaching for three years, three different high schools, really good high schools in Cape Town. Okay. And I just realized, like, you know, I had a, like, in lockdown, like many of us, I had a bit of mm -hmm. a, a dip. And I, and in that time, became kind of a lot more interested in, in, uh, Particularly, I'd, I'd say, you know, psychology in like a broader sense. And then in kind of healing and healing myself a lot through exercise um, and like trail running and surfing and then realizing like, hmm, creativity's also got this, right? But I don't really feel, I couldn't feel like I had, could start that conversation with teenagers. Um, and I... I started Art Club as this kind of, um, you know, let's get to f let's get together and feel alright, you know, let's make some art. And there was this incredible boom of people wanting to make things in in lockdown. All of a sudden, people were like, you know, people were crocheting and you know knitting and doing watercolor paintings and buying sketchbooks. And mm -hmm. I was like, well, this is great, you know. Um, Particularly focused on like young professionals, gotcha. people my in my kind of our vague realm, um, but I think it's just yeah, it's just kind of taken off. Eh? Mm. I've got uh, so I offer like an eight week course, and it's a cr I describe it as a creative journey gotcha. because it very much is that it's like it's play, it's collage, mm. it's exploring the visual realm, it's exploring what your taste in visuals is like like mm, you ask someone well what hey steve what would you make mm. what would you make if i told you you need to make something right now but it's it like like on like an ultimate level what like if you had one thing that you could make the nth degree of your imagination what would it be so i help people to find that okay and then we resolve it in a painting and eat everybody gets the same size canvas we go through all the motions of visuals, uh, exploration, ideation, 
research. Mm -hmm. We bring those into like a mood board, continue to just bounce between uh, finding clues and potential light bulb moments and the sketchbook. And we build up a, like a, almost like a database of um, the visual side of your brain. Amazing. What is it that you actually care about? What is it that you want to look at? What would you want to look at if this were a painting that's going to go on your wall? Because that's what's going to happen. And, uh, and then obviously a lot of technical stuff, uh, working so it's acrylics. Mm -hmm. So everybody has the same starting point. And yet it's a little bit like a tree. You know, it's like we start with the, uh, you know, we start with the, with the, the roots. Foundation. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. The, the trunk. The seed. Right. Oh, right. Oh, this, yeah. But if you, if you imagine a tree and, and everybody kind of goes off in their own direction, right? Okay. Um, visually. And yes. uh, the paintings are all incredibly different. Um, it is theme-based, but I don't put a lot of pressure on that. I just want people to find their creative flow. Gotcha. You know? And it's incredible what comes out. Hey? Can and, imagine. Oh, and I just, I get to have conversations like this. Mm -hmm all the time Amazing. about people's blocks, about their complexity with, uh, with control, about um, something that their grade six art teacher said to them that they can't let go of. Barriers. Barriers. Breaking uh, down barriers. Exactly. Perceptions they have about themselves. I mean, my, our favorite, right? I can't draw a stick man. Okay. I'm like, that's great. You don't need to draw a stick man. I don't care if you can draw a stick man or not. This is not a stick man drawing based course. This is, you can collage something. This is stick it to the man. Yeah, stick it to the man, figure out. And I mean, you know, I've, I've had all sorts. Yeah. I've got like. You so know, you're basically turning into a, some, to a physician of, of, of sorts through art. A physician? Or yes. do you tell? Well, I mean, it, it's therapeutic. It's yeah. uh, psychologically stimulating mm. and, and, and also about letting go and through expression on paper, through art, you're essentially helping them heal, break through barriers and then heal. So you're, you're becoming like a doctor, like well, an it's art like, doctor. It's like an, it's like an without, without having to call yourself one, but you're essentially becoming someone who, who, who gets I people to feel better. I think art therapy is maybe the, ter the well, term you're looking for. So it's like... It's <laughs> a therapist. I don't, I don't know about that. Eh? I like the, th the thing with, with it is that it's a natural progression, right? Yes. It's a natural... Um, I'd say... Oh, what's the word? It's, it's something that comes from... When people like let go, first yes. of all, right? Like as Ethan Hawke says in this like fantastic TED talk that he puts, we should put that in the link as well. All right, we'll do that um, in Ethan. the in the links. But but so Ethan Hawke has this TED talk and he talks about how as adults we have to give ourselves permission to create, mm -hmm. right? And he's like, creativity has never been well in some in some circles or some professions, but generally creativity has not been viewed as important. In the you know the industrial the age, right? The of, capitalist of age, capitalist, yeah, business. You know, in business, it's like it's a sideline thing. The creative creatives in business are the people who are less paid, and they are kind of stuck in the corner, right? Yes. Um, but 
like he says, he's like, you know, when you lose a loved one or when, um, you know, when, when something, you, you go through a breakup or you fall in love or something like that, like that is when people turn to poetry. It's when people turn to art making. It's when people turn to these, you know, Emotions. ephemeral esoteric arts that allow them because it's beyond words mm. right and we've got to like we've got to create that in ourselves mm. we've got to allow ourselves as adults to give ourselves the space to let that flourish because in the end it's like we weren't put here for this like incredibly pragmatic box ticking process you know mm. and it's like surfing as well you know these kinds of things that like let us like let go and by the nature of that, yes, it's therapeutic. I think it's interesting what you're saying because um, bridging the gap between those that understand creatives, we're at such a critical point in, in, in our timeline as, as a human race whereby we see a, a surgence of creatives taking control of a part of the world that ordinarily would be governed by businessmen Sure. or people who uh, w control their lives by, via spreadsheets and numbers. Mm. We just have to think about NFTs. And, uh, uh, you know, we, we don't want to go into, like, the demise or the fail. But the very fact that creators are now being given a space to say, like, look, this is worth, this is also worth something in terms sure. of monetary, right? Um, but I think it's important, these sorts of... Um, art clubs, art classes, um, sessions where it's more than just about art because, hey, there's a bit of creativity in all of us, but we're not all creatives. Yeah. And I think anybody Practicing. can come on this. Yeah. Anybody can come on this. And if anything, it's going to get them to understand creative people mm -hmm. more. And I think that is what's important because within any sort of ecosystem within a business or whatever, you're always going to have those that are good at the analytical business side of things mm. and they in the past have tended to take creatives suck the ip out of them and their mm. creative uh, uh, energy put baby in the corner and then <laughs> and then go thanks and and all the money and all the success goes to those ones and and that is that that's what needs to change mm. and um and i think that's what things like these courses that you hold help Lots of people who are not necessarily creative get in touch with their creative side and connect with how, you know, how, how to, to make that connection with creative people and respect mm. creativity. Yeah. But I think that, and I, just taking one thing that you said there, like what popped in my head was that creativity is, it's essentially the, the it's a way of being, right? It is the art of liberation. Right, so if you if you think about it in those terms, people like Tim Ferriss, for instance, have spoken about this. He wrote the you know the four hour mm. work. We got mm. so stuck into it this last weekend; it was epic in in, in uh, Bainscliffe. Um, you managed to borrow one from someone. Hey? Did you manage to borrow one from someone? Because I, I think I might pick it up on the way back okay. from here. I'm like I got <laughs> I got like sixty pages in. You know, but but what he does is like essentially what he's talking about. And this does tie into the broader narrative of what you're speaking about is the is the the idea of like if I can be creative about how I live, then I can free myself from all of these like constructs constructs right. So if you first you got to you know you got to break down the presumptions right. Like mm -hmm. you know I need a I need a 
study business science to make money. I need a nine to five job. Yeah, Yeah. cool. I need it. I need a salary to make a living, you know? So like you can, and I mean this, this, you can go as far as you want with this, right? Exactly. But the harder, the more you go in, the harder it gets, you know? If, if you, you know, if, to you, navigate. if you really, yeah. if you're really talking about like truly liberating yourself from society, it's also, <laughs> there's also repercussions to that, right? Exactly. So you got to kind of find this happy medium, but it's about uh, living in a way that is curious and explorative and I love the idea of pulling a bunch of people into a room who have that curiosity, but maybe not the history, and engaging them in that and in that conversation and in the practice of making something whereby what that thing that they make holds a, fig- a part of their imagination gotcha. that they don't necessarily activate frequently. Amazing. <laughs> Art Club, links below. Sign up for the next course. You won't regret it. Yeah. And then when you're sitting yes. at a coffee shop overhearing weird conversations like this, you won't be going, what are they talking about? They'll be like, oh, yeah, now I understand yeah. what these dudes are talking about. Batman <laughs> Bells. Get on the same, <laughs> s- same wavelength, you know, excuse the pun. Yeah. Okay, bro, the board, uh, the art board, the how many hours did you spend on Sir David Attenborough's face? I feel as if you were yeah, like waking up like every morning for like months and months just seeing David Attenborough's face. I know you didn't take months to do it, but mm. that's kind of how it must have felt at one point. Like that's all you saw was Sir yeah. David Attenborough. It was probably two weeks of like, like cancel your plans kind of graft. We're talking uh, not, we're not a few hours. We're not talking 24 hours. We're talking, no, we're talking like 100 hours. 100 hours uh, on a dude's face. That's phenomenal, bro. I've just yeah. got to give you a little Thank fisty you so for much, that. Man. Appreciate it. 100 hours to paint Sir David Attenborough's face. David and I got intimate, eh? I'm sure. Like, I feel like I know I know what that oak looks like now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what a privilege, right? Exactly. Like, you don't get to look at people the way that you would look at a, that very high-resolution image that I found. I think it was from a, uh, the cover of the Time magazine. Okay. It was a shoot that... A recent one, because he, he looks quite, you know, he's aged... Um, of yeah. late, you know, he's he's not he's not a sprightly young yeah. man anymore as as what he was. Um, but like just going back to the hours, I mean, you think of 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 uh, a sculpture of Plato, or you know, and how many hours the sculptor would have taken to to sculpt that face, right? Sure. Um, and so that amount of work is kind of part and parcel of creating what is an artwork which sold for a considerable amount of money. Mm. Yeah. I mean, just had to be done. <laughs> I just got involved there. You could have taken the easy route and just given involved. a bit of a quick sketch and then oh, Sir David probably like wouldn't have looked that. like Sir David, right? <laughs> I just don't like doing that. Like, this is not the time, you know? Like, yeah. you know, if I got asked to be a part of some random little group show, yes. um, you know, I'd I'd do something. You don't, you don't, I, I think as an artist, you don't, you don't think like, oh, I'm going to give like 50% to this and 80% to this and 100% to this. Yeah. It's like for me, you, give you go all in on everything, yes. right? And, and everything, I think it's the significance of the project that mirrors that and encourages you, you know? So I did, I just, I, like, I've just done two portraits. One was David and one was a tribute mural to a woman called, a woman called Kimon, who owned Fernandando's in Obs. Um, 
And I mean, like, what a privilege, mm -hmm. you know? And like, I want I want, I want it to be perfect, like mm -hmm. 110%. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not necessarily in painting, it's not necessarily perfect, doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, I'm gonna sit there with like a two hair paintbrush at the end. Yeah. It just means that it's like, you know in yourself that you've gone all in and that there's no way that it could have been any more uh, authentically uh, intentional in the way that you've gone about doing it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think these two projects coinciding and both being portraits and my work also taking much more of a figurative route now, like working, uh, I'm working a lot more on canvas Got you. Uh, moving more towards uh, like a you know a gallery exhibition, so it's very exciting. A little bit, a uh, little bit less, maybe a little less time. Uh, I don't want to say a little less time on walls. I'm, like I'm, I want to keep painting walls full steam, but I, but yeah, definitely a little bit more emphasis on the on the on the canvases. Um, so yeah, this was a good this was a good way to start the year. I mean, I literally started it straight after New Year, you know. So it was like, hey, here's a welcome, um, you know, lightning bolt of energy to get the year started. Would you say that these two portraits were like right up there with like, I wouldn't say the pinnacle of where you're going, but like you certain it's it certainly forms a very high point in your trajectory of like your inner being would you say yeah i think it's the significance of them mm. you know they're just significant works like mm. they mean a lot to people mm. you know the the reception i got last night and the the board not me the board got it it was powerful mm. you know like mm -hmm. i was giddy like it was, it was crazy. I'd a rush know, of energy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, geez, you know when when you know, when Chris Burtish comes up and gives you like a bear hug, you know, you know there's something going in, in uh, going on. You've done something right. Mm. You know. So to set the scene, we're talking like close on maybe over 200 people in a very packed environment. There's loads of like there's loads of banter going back and forth, and there's loads of people bidding on these boards. The energy was palpable to say the least. And then you've got. Um, a gentleman from from this, the the US who is a filmmaker um, of humanity stoked who was bidding on Marty's board, um, Michael Ian Cohen, and um, now he's he's going to take this board back to America, and his endeavor is to get it signed by you know, the likes of Tony Hawk, Tony Elva, um, and then he also wants to get it signed by Sir David Attenborough, and he he reckons he has a, a way in which he's going to go about doing this. So I mean, can you imagine? like if that board actually does get signed by all those people just yeah. you know and not to put people on a pedestal but it's just adds to the as you say the, the 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 powerful energy around the whole process and where it's got to right yeah and the people Incredibly. that want to be attached to it mm. and um, the goodness that'll come from you know re-auctioning that board at some point yeah and then the Big funds time. that are raised from that which is which is a, i believe the intention again and the funds that are raised from that that'll go to even more charities out there so it's like sure. the snowball effect yeah of giving back to people that you know need the help but it just i'd like i don't know for me the mind-bending thing about it is that if the right platform 
and the right people and the right energy and it just like wow you know it's like it, it, it becomes mind-blowing it mm -hmm. just it, like it escalates and i think that's the thing you know you 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 make these things and in your mind yeah sure you're like wow man, i dig this eh? this is cool but like how can things truly be activated to the point of having real impact yeah. you know how can i mean you, we did that little interview that little interview uh, at the end of last night as i was walking out and said to me you know like you know what do you think about this thing going for 115,000 rand and i was like you know i know the the non-profit game to an extent i've done a lot of outreach work and you know community murals and all these kinds of things and i'm like man 115 grand can go a long way in changing some people's lives mm -hmm. in in wherever that gets allocated it's just rad to be part of that propulsion of of like capital towards something that you i don't know you know you'll you'll see you, you look at the at the you know the nine miles surfboard collection in a different way you mm. know next thing i you next time you go to nine miles and the lighties are kicking around you're like wow that board could have been bought with that you know exactly that that That's kid's it. having the, the time of their life and liberating themselves um and learning about themselves and healing themselves through that um yeah and i That's think the coolest bit yeah and i think particularly like i have to say i know i've been talking a lot about the kids and i talked about it in that little interview we did but but i think also the um the thing I've become more and more that's growing in me is this uh, protect the West Coast. Uh, I just, I just think that that's a big focus point. And I've actually said to them, I commented on one of their posts saying, "Like guys, we've got a link. We got. I got. To, I'll do a mural for you. Let's do it." Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, oh, cool. You know, I've got these things I can do. Like, let's put them in the right places. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like I'm, I'm all for making work. Let's do a mural that really, that really. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not saying we, but I'm saying like Marty, do a, do a mural that really like puts the message out there, man. Like sure. Really gets in their face because yeah. there's stuff happening up the west coast of South Africa and protect the west coast. Link down below, that is appalling. That is appalling, and. Uh, there are people and communities being displaced by capitalists who are ruining the the Namibian coastline um, and something needs to be done about it and you can be a part of that yeah yeah and I think that there's there's an alloc there's a there's an allocation of time and energy for stuff like that yes you know it's yeah. like cool we all got to pay the bills for and sure we we're on a trajectory you spoke about balance and I that. think that's what you're saying yeah right? you got to get that balance you got to like make the bucks to put the bread on the table so that you can Sometimes have a Sometimes you've got to make time for a coffee and a chat with a microphone. Exactly. You know what I mean? And that means giving up time and <laughs> not cool. worrying about money. But then you give back and you get, you actually get the most reward out of the initiatives like the ones you're talking about, like the board last night. You actually get the most inner 100%. emotional peace and reward yeah, from an, that. It's an energetic yeah. give back, you know. Like, like when you hit that button that gives you like your bank balance and you look at it, that's, that's a that's a completely different thing. Oh, it's, it's just, yeah, it, that, that's part of the deconstruction I was talking about, yeah. you know, it's like not every, 
every minute needs to be attached to um, this kind of continuous flow of like working for the sake of making a living so that you can get by. I think it's like just diversifying it, you know? And yeah, that comes from a space of privilege for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think that we all have it in us to use our time wisely. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, you know, I, I just often think like, well, what if, what if we maybe all just hopped off the beers a little bit more, you mm. know? Mm. Look, I love a beer. But, you know, I mean, maybe the greater South Africa, if we did like veered our attention in real like community building and wholesome healing and conversations, conversations and, yep. and uh, good management. We won't get into that. Mm. Um, but you know what I mean? There's, there's, ways to, there's ways to make impact. That just has to do with your daily life being put towards stuff that you care about. Batteries running way. out. Marnie Lind, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you here. Um, may you go forth and keep uh, being the therapeutic art doctor. Um, <laughs> Love slash <that. laughs> Love guru. Uh, and uh, thank you very much for your time and for making time to come in and have a chat with us today in the wonderful Lifestyle Surf Shop. We've got a shaper over there. Brother, well, thank you thanks so, so much, much, Steve. It's been an absolute pleasure. Just Appreciate thanks for it. bringing all the energy Keeping us, keeping us gears filled, you know? Conversations. Yeah, this is what it's Keep about. Keep conversations it's all, going. It's all about storytelling. All the links the below end. to you beautiful people. Follow and do more for your community in whichever way you can. Um, peace out. Woo. Sweet. <laughs>